Hello and welcome to A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle and I am not dead. I am alive. Um, I have been basically just battling off sicknesses for like a month now um, and I honestly just was not feeling good and had no time to prepare any episodes or anything like that. So I finally am like back to normal. I went through like this week-long stomach flu that took forever to recover from and then I just got like a really bad head cold and both times I tested for COVID and it wasn't COVID so apparently my immune system is just like going into shock with being around people again and honestly I work with kids so working with children in general you get exposed to everything so I think I've just been like now that more than more kids are going back to school and schools are starting to lift restrictions um I've just been getting exposed to all the germs that all the children carry but I'm back and I missed making episodes and I have a short and quick one today because honestly my brain was super foggy. I tried to put together like a decent episode so it may not be a long one but it should be an interesting one. All right that was really rambly but I hope you guys got the gist of it. Um, I'm very excited to be back and making episodes again. If you guys haven't ever listened you just got a really trial by fire introduction. My name is Gabrielle and this is the podcast where we talk about women in history known for May and murder. Today, we're taking a little trip to the Republic of Cyprus, which is an island nation south of Turkey in the Mediterranean Sea, and we are talking about Elena Scordelli. Now, she was a television presenter who, in 2010, was accused, alongside her brother and a couple other accomplices, for murdering the CEO of Sigma TV which was a company that Elena had recently been fired from. And by all accounts and apparently all evidence, she was known to, she was identified as being the ringleader antagonist and the one who came up with the entire idea of murdering the CEO. Elena Scordelli was born on September 10th, 1968. She was a mother of two and was well known for her TV presence, where she initially began as a lifestyle guru and was featured on various daytime programs like sofa chats, commercials, before she finally landed a competitive spot as a nighttime TV anchorwoman that presented on many different channels. So she really worked her way up through various positions at Sigma TV, but as ambitious as she was, she wasn't very good at being a presenter. Some colleagues, after being interviewed, quoted that she was an airhead, and one even went out and said that, quote, she was so obviously out of her depth, you just felt sorry for her. This was a view that was pretty consistently shared with apparently everybody who was in the higher positions of Sigma TV. That included the CEO himself, and he apparently wasn't very happy with Elena's performance. Um, so this CEO was Andis Hadjikostis, and he was a media tycoon who wasn't just the CEO of Sigma, but also of a media company known as DS Media Group, which controlled the various radio, newspaper, and television stations in Cyprus. So he was a pretty big guy. Like he was from a well-known family. Um, his family had at ties in like the media relations and politics, I guess, and was very well established. Elena was fired from her job at Sigma in 2009, 
but she still remained a private shareholder, along with her brother, Tassos Chrysopoulos. But she was furious about being fired and definitely thought that this was an opportunity that had been stolen from her. And of course, what do you do when you're fired from your job and extremely pissed at the CEO? You come up with a plot to murder him and conspire to take over his media empire. Apparently, the whole plan was that she and her brother would hire someone to kill Andis and after that, they would combine their shareholders and eventually buy the company and run it themselves. Um, That's kind of like what their plan boiled down to. And everybody that they hired to kill and help with their plan would get shares in the company themselves and get jobs there. So it was a win-win for everybody in this situation. Except for that's not what happened. Elena ended up getting hired by a different Cyprus television company. But in October of 2009, the plot to murder Andis had begun. She hired Andreas Gregorio, Grigos Xenophantos, and Fanos Hadjigiorgio, um, H-A-D-J-I-G-E-O, R-G-I-O-U. So however you pronounce that, I tried my best. I'm very sorry. Um, She hired them to contract the killing for 43,000 euro. Now, a lot of the next information comes from the getaway driver, Thanos, who was the first to crack and turn informant and later the star witness in the case. Take that as you will, because I know that people who tend to turn to get a better deal or to get themselves out of trouble Uh, tend to just say whatever helps them the most, but his story is pretty consistently described throughout the entirety of the trial, so people actually see, so he seemed to actually be portraying a sequence of events that, if not was completely true, was probably pretty close to what happened. Um, so the events were as follows. The conspirators met at Elena's brother's house to finalize everything, including the amount that would be paid. While there, multiple times, Elena and her brother made comments about how they wanted to, quote, wipe him, Andis, from the face of the earth. They ended this meeting with Elena saying, quote, I want this man dead. On January 10th, 2010, Andis Hajikostis was shot twice from close range outside his house, which was just by the U.S. Embassy. Um, he ended up dying instantly. 11 days later, somehow, Phanos ended up in custody. It's never really said if he was there on suspicion of the murder or ended up being there because of something else, but either way, that's how he ended up spilling the entire story of what happened. The others were arrested almost immediately and Phanos went into witness protection. This whole trial was like a circus. It was basically as if like one of the Kardashians killed Bezos or something. You know, it was like that kind of level for scrutiny. Everyone was watching because the people involved were so public. The trial lasted a total of three years with the defense mostly picking away at everything that Phanos said and the prosecution using their star witness and also evidence they ended up finding like emails and account transactions that were found on Elena's computer to back up everything they said and his perspective of events um, and to kind of show that he wasn't actually exaggerating or lying. A highlight of this trial was when Phanos was testifying and confirmed that it was Elena who orchestrated everything. He said that she said things like, quote, he took my money, he deserves to die, and that Phanos had never before seen, quote, such a hatred from someone. At this point, Elena stood from where she was and shouted, shame on you, get up and get out. Um, the theatrics didn't end there either. 
Apparently, when the news was read, finding all three of them guilty and getting life in prison, there was a huge uproar. The families of the guilty parties were enraged and began almost fighting with the family of the victim. And this ended up spilling out of the courthouse and both sides were fighting with the media. The media was pushing back. It was just, it was all chaos. All of those involved with the murder, except for Phanos, who was testifying, uh, ended up getting life in prison. There really hasn't been any kind of updates or any kind of new information that's come out about Elena Scordelli or any of her accomplices since then. She's still currently serving her prison term and that is the story of Elena Scordelli. So like I said, this was a short one um, because there's not really a lot of information out that have been updated in the past, what, 12 years since this happened. It is kind of like a ridiculous situation to think about, you know, to think about someone who, if it was like someone that famous in uh, the US news media or in any other country, like one of the most famous presenters on television being convicted of murder for murdering like the head of the television station. That is just so insane to me. Um, so I thought that would be a good one to talk about today as like a welcome back. Uh, I've definitely disappeared for a little while, but hopefully I will be back and we will get our stories back on track uh, starting this week and with another episode coming out next Wednesday. So you guys can look forward to that. Make sure you follow the podcast if you are not already. It is on Apple, Libsyn, Podbean, basically anywhere and everywhere that you can stream podcasts, we are there. Um, if you guys like this episode or if you have more information about anything that happened in this case that I missed, feel free to reach out to me at Frumius Reads. That's F-R-U-M-I-O-U-S-R-E-A-D-S. And I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, uh, basically any and all social media. But thank you guys so much for listening and hopefully you guys come back again for the next week's episode. That's all I have for you guys today and I will talk to you next week. Stay spooky, friends. Goodbye.